Okay, we continue in Moed Katon, the middle of Daf Beis Amid Beis. We had a machlokes about uh, people who are weeding their fields and watering their fields. Which malacha are they transgressing? So the uh, machlokes uh, between the two opinions where we had one said because of planting and one said because of plowing. And the Gemara sees that each one says it's that one and not the other one. And then uh, they gave the reasons for that. And uh, then they had a question on that which we couldn't answer. But anyway, we've got the two opinions over here. Now, therefore, we're going to now um, ask questions on the different rabbis as to which one is it. Is it planting or is it uh, plowing? So, Eisve Rav Yosef Lurabba. Rav Yosef asks a question on Rabba from the following Brisa. Okay? And we're talking about now the prohibition of Kilayim. Kilayim is a forbidden mixture of things that you're planting, you can't mix two different types of uh, foods, and that's prohibited. We'll see exactly to what? Seeds. Uh, yeah, seeds. Seeds in the ground that will produce different crops. You can't mix them together. So now what if you do the following? Hamenachesh, what about a person pulls out weeds, and a person covers up seeds with earth, Likilayim, which fosters the growth of kilayim. So the question is, the prohibition is to plant kilayim. Okay, so now the question is, if you're pulling out weeds, which is making the ground better, or you're covering the seeds with earth, so the is loike, you get lashed, okay? because this commingling of the seeds is not allowed. Okay, so now Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva goes a step further, not only that, even if you maintain kilayim, you get lashes. In other words, let's say you didn't plant it and the wind happened to blow kilayim and you see kilayim is growing in your field. So, you have to uproot it. You can't even allow it to be maintained, says Rabbi Akiva. Or let's say you planted it, and then you got lashed, and now you're letting it stay. <laughs> okay. Now, that this is one explanation of Rashi. But if the wind blew it, and, yeah. and, you, and then you see what's happening, and you immediately fix it. That's fine. And you're okay? That's you're, fine. You're okay well, you didn't do anything wrong. The wind yeah. blew it. But if you know it's there, now you got to remove it. But removing it is doing something? Yeah. What do you mean? If the, if you have to you remove it, is it not removing the weeds, which they said no? No, no. He says you'd have to remove the seeds, the plants. If you have, let's say, a, a grapes with wheat, so you got to pull one out. You can't have them both, right? You cannot allow kilayim to grow. So the Tanakama seems to say the issue is planting the kilayim, making the kilayim. 
Rabbi Kiva is saying even allowing it to stay, maintaining the kilayim. Okay? So that is the point. Now, the maintaining part we're not worried about right now. But the question is, menachesh umachape. Okay? So we said you were pulling out the weeds. That's the part we're worried about right now. Okay, forget about covering up. So if you're pulling out the weeds, the Tanakhama says you get lashed for, for, for pulling out the weeds for kilayim. Now the question is, what did you do wrong? All right? You, you, you have kilayim there. Right? You have kilayim growing. Now what are you doing? We're not asking how you got to that point. You've got two different plants, are, seeds, plants are growing. Now, the question is, what's next? So, first of all, says, if you're doing something to enhance the ground, or whatever, doing something there, you're going to get lashed. Rabbi Kiva says, you don't have to do anything. Even doing nothing, you'll get lashed, because mm-hmm. just allowing it to stay. So, there's a machlokas, Tanakam Rabbi Kiva, you only transgress for the planting process, or just allowing it to be there. Let's forget about Rabbi Akiva for now. But the question is, why are you being lashed for allowing it to, for pulling the weeds out? Remember, the Torah says, Sadcha lo sizra kilayim. Your field you shall not plant with kilayim, mixed seeds. Okay? So now, in this case, was anybody planting anything? No. Per se? No. But Menaches, you were pulling out the weeds. Right. Now, we had a machlokas. What malocha is pulling out the weeds? What did we say the machlokas was? Is it planting or is it plowing? Plowing. plowing. So comes along Rav Yosef who says, That's good according to me that I hold that when you pull out weeds, because I hold that that is planting. Remember? Planting is not just putting the seed in the ground, anything that further develops the growth of it. So that's why you'd be chayev for kilayim, because kilayim, the prohibition is planting. So therefore, it would make sense that since I hold the malacha of weeding is a subsidiary of planting, that's why you'd get lashed. That's why when they pulled the weeds out from the field, you're fostering the growth of the kilayim, therefore you're liable. Because the Torah says, You shall not plant kilayim. Any labor which is a tolada of that is also included in that prohibition. So pulling weeds, since he says it's a tolada of sowing, so it makes sense why it's also prohibited by kilayim and why you'd get punished with lashes. Because I hold that pulling out weeds is a subsidiary of planting. But according to you, what do you say it is? It's plowing. It's just softening up the earth. You say that pulling out the weeds is really just plowing, softening up the ground. Where does the Torah prohibit plowing earth regarding kilayim? There's no such thing. Plowing comes before planting. We don't find anywhere the Torah forbids plowing in a field of kilayim. 
So therefore, he's saying, so therefore, why is he prohibited? Alternatively, Rav Yosef question how weeding can cause one to be liable on account of plowing when the act of plowing itself is generally done prior to seeding. Right? Since at this stage there's no kilaim in the ground, the person cannot be liable for transgressing the kilaim prohibition, even if he plows with the, plows with the intent to sow kilaim later, you're not doing anything. So therefore, what are you going to do? So why would you get lashed? So that's the question Rabbi asks on Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef asks to Rabbi, rather. Good question. Why does the Tanakama hold you get lashed? So he's going to answer. I'm going to say the answer, and right away you're going to jump with a question. So I'm going to tell you that's going to be the Gemara's question. So comes along Rabbi, and he says, Amrle, I'll tell you why you get lashed. For, for just pulling out the weeds, because you're allowing it to be maintained. In other words, as far as Shabbos is concerned, it's only plowing. But regards to Kilayim, since the Kilayim is there and I'm just pulling out the weeds and I'm not pulling out the Kilayim, I transgress because of Kilayim, of maintaining it. That's why the Tanakhama says, Yechayim. Or says, what are you talking about? That's not the Tanakhama's position. That's the next position that was brought that was Rabbi Akiva. But what was, it was two opinions mentioned. Tanakhama said, if you're, if you're weeding it, you're chaya for kilayim. And Rabbi Akiva said, that you transgress for maintaining. That was Rabbi Akiva's position. That's not the Tanakhama's position. Michlal, if that's what Rabbi Akiva says, Michlal, that would appear, the Tanakhama love Mishum Makayimu. That's not what the Tanakhama's opinion is, right? Tanakhama says if you're weeding your Chayiv for, for Kilayim, you get lashed. Why? Because you were uh, weeding it, which would obviously be planting. That's why you're Chayiv. Rabbi Akiva's the one who says, no, you're not Chayiv for planting, you hire for maintaining. So you can't tell me the Pshat the Tanakam is maintaining if that's Rabbi Akiva. So it seemed to be a question on you. To which Rab is going to answer, no, you didn't read the Brysa correctly. Even though the Brysa said again, quote, if you weed or cover up the dirt for Kilai to get lashed, and then it seems to say Rabbi Akiva Omer, Rabbi Akiva says, which seems to be two opinions. He's going to say, no, you didn't read the Brysa right. It's one straight line. Okay, and what does that mean? Really, it's cooler Rabbi Akiva. I could read the Brysa, not a machlokas with two opinions, but it's only one opinion in Rabbi Akiva. How do we work that out? Umatam Kamar. And when we say the words Rabbi Akiva, he's giving the reason. What does that mean? Well, the Brysa says, if you weed or cover up, you get lat with kilaim, you get lashed. Now read the next line. My tam hamenachesh from a What's the reason why when you weed and cover up, you get lashed? Mishum It's because you're maintaining it. Shurabi Akiva America, Shurabi Akiva says, Af hamakayim. Even if you maintain your chayev. So it comes out according to this answer, even one who covers seeds is liable only for maintaining kilayim. 
So according to the rabbis who dispute Rabbi Akiva and hold that one who maintains kilayim does not incur lashes, one who covers kilayim would likewise not be lashed. Okay, it's a whole big issue there. But anyway, so there's two ways to learn that that brisa. Either we learn the brisa saying it's a machlokes to Tanakam and Rabbi Akiva, and Tanakama says weeding alone you get lashed. Rabbi Akiva says no, and therefore you only can get lashed for maintaining it. That's how Rav Yosef wants to learn it, to be a proof to him that weeding is planting. While Rabbah will say no, when the, when the Tanakama is really just all Rabbi Akiva, and it's Rabbi Akiva saying the whole thing, that if you weed it, you get lashed for kilayim, and what's the reason for it? Rabbi Akiva says, because you maintain it. So therefore it's not a question, it's, a, it's, it's not the simple way to learn the brisa, but it's a way you can get out of the question. So now we've stumbled on, as we slowly drift away a little bit, we'll come back. We still not have not brought back to what this all has to do with our original Mishnah about watering on Cholamoid and on Shemitah. We haven't come back to that yet. Anyway, so now I want to know, well, there seems to be a machlokas, Tanakam Rebbe Kiva. Do you get lashed only for planting or do you get lashed also for maintaining? So now the Gemara goes off a little bit, and now it's a general question. My time at Rabbi Akiva. What's the reason for Rabbi Akiva? The Torah says you can't plant kilayim. So where does Rabbi Akiva come up with this idea that also you can't maintain kilayim? It doesn't say you can't have kilayim. It says you can't plant kilayim. So where's Rabbi Akiva coming up with this idea? The Tanya, for we learned in Abraisa the following. When we quote the Torah, the Torah says the following words. Sadha lo sisra kilayim. You're failed, you shall not plant with kilayim. So the Pashib shot is Ailiella Zorea. I only know planting. That's all the Pasik says. Ah, Mikayim. And how do I know maintaining is also liable? So now this is a tricky way how Rabbi Akiva is going to learn the Pasuk, because the wording in the Pasuk is a bit weird. And because it was worded in such a difficult construct, it's hinting to a second idea. You'll see why in a minute. Talmud Loimar, because the way the Pasuk reads is Kilayim Sadchalo. It could be read, Kilayim in your field, no. What does that mean? I gotta look, the footnote's very important. Let's see the whole Pasuk now. The whole Pasuk says, Behemtacha Lo Sarbia Kilayim. Your animal do not mate as kilayim. Don't take two separate animals to mate them. Now, then it says, Sodcha lo sizra kilayim. Your field do not sow with kilayim. Now, it seems two separate clauses. One is you don't make a forbidden mixture of animals. One is you don't make a forbidden mixture of seeds. Now, the syntax of the phrase, Sodcha lo sizra, with the object coming before the verb is unusual for scripture. Look, what's the normal way? Normally we say, lo sivashel gidi, you don't cook a goat in its mother's milk. Lo solchal chametz, you do not eat chametz. Usually the verb comes before the object. In, in biblical Hebrew, the verb comes before the object. But look what it said in this Pasuk. Kilayim sodcha in your field, lo sizra shall not plant. It says the verb later. Why didn't it say, lo sizra sodcha kilayim? 
That should be the normal way. Lo sizra kilayim. Don't plant kilayim. No, it says your field is like what's that? Uh, who is that character on? Uh, what was it? Uh, you know that short little guy in the Star Wars. You know the little the little goofy one with the ears. Yoda. Yoda. Yoda spoke backwards. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not a trekkie. I'm not either, but it's, it's famous. I never watched him. You know, Star Wars, the little guy, Yoda, little Yoda, he would say things backwards. Normally you say, do not plant in your field. Yoda would say, in your field, do not plant. That was famous. That was the famous Yoda line. He would always put the object before the verb. You, 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 all these memes that you have from that. I never watched it, but you just by assimilated. So anyway, so why did the Torah wreck up the syntax? In other words, the Pusik should have said, uh, even the first half is also not proper. It should have said the first half, lo sarbia behem should also said, don't mix your animals. That's also a problem. The second half should have said, lo sizra don't plant your field kilayim. But by putting the object first, the word sodcha, it happens to now be connected to the word before it, which is kilayim, from the clause before. Okay? So now, look what's happening. The Torah purposely altered the syntax in this case, however, in order to position the words sodcha lo, which is the next clause, Next, the word kilayim, even though that's a separate clause. But remember, in a Sefer Torah, there's no punctuation. So in a Sefer Torah, all the words just run right into each other. So it's if you could, you know, uh, hone in on these three words and have sad next to the words kilayim to create the phrase kilayim sad Kilayim in your field, no. In other words, without saying any verb. That means you can't even have any kilayim. You can't exist any kilayim. You follow? In other words, there really were two separate sentences. Your animals, you shall not breed kilayim. Period. Your field, you shall not plant kilayim. Period. But we said that's unusual syntax for both clauses. It should have said, <laughs> Don't plant in your field kilayim. Why did it do it this way? Because when you take out a Sefer Torah that has no punctuation, I could take the, even though it's two separate sentences, but I don't know that in a Sefer Torah unless I'm told by Hashem to Moshe, but just by looking at it, you could read the three words together now. Kilayim sotcha lo. What does that mean? Kilayim in your field? No. What do you mean no? No what? Well, it didn't say plant. No, you can't have it. So that's the hint, because it was written such a way, it gives you a double meaning. Certainly the Pasha shot is, in your field you do not plant kilayim. That's the shot. But because the syntax was made so weird, it allows a second interpretation that kilayim in your field, no. And therefore that now includes maintaining. While the Chachamim will say, no, that's nice, cute, but that's not how we, we are not entitled to learn such a shot. So that was the machlokas. Is it also usher for maintaining or not? That was just a side point. We'll now come back to our regular scheduled uh, program. Yeah? But if you use the first two lines to say it applies to the field, and you 
can't maintain it, then then what happens to the line with regard to animals? It's it's a it's a second interpretation. You use the same word to mean two things. It, again, there's layers of understanding of the Torah. There's layers. What there's one way I could read it that does say one thing, and now since the syntax was so unusual, it allows a second independent interpretation. Notwithstanding, it still says right? Says that too, but it's like you're saying the kilayim twice. Now I could read it another way. You can read it in multiple ways. That's what. You, can you use the same word to mean two different things? It, no, it means kilayim means kilayim the whole time. It's just where I put the periods, where I put the punctuation. I could have behem kilayim. That's one way to read it, and I can also read it kilayim sod It's another way, but they're not mutually exclusive. Multiple layers. Well, the chum say, I'm sorry, I don't go with this multiple layer business. Okay, and that's and that's Rabbi Akiva because Rabbi Akiva always goes deeper. He he interprets every crown. He, he goes much deeper in understanding these. Fine, we took care of that issue. Now we're going to come back to what we were at. We're still this machlokas rab of Rabbi Yosef pulling out the weeds or watering the field. Right? Is it a tolada of soreya or is it a tolada of uh, what do you call it plowing? So now, right, this had nothing to do with our Mishnah yet. So far, nothing with our Mishnah. Now we bring it back to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said about watering irrigation fields. Okay, said you can water an irrigation field on Cholamoy and on Shemitah. Okay, now, what do we know about Shemitah? What are you not allowed to do on Shemitah here? Okay, what are you not allowed to do on a Shemitah year? Well, let's 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 see what you're not allowed to do. Tanan, we go, now we now this whole machlokas is relevant to our Mishnah now. The Mishnah says, Mashkin You water an irrigation field on Cholamoid and during the Shemitah. Okay, now Moed. I understand why you can do it on Cholamoid. And why that is permitted, mishum <clears> tirchahi, <throat> for it's merely exertion, but not excessive exertion, which is allowed. When ubamakam pseda sharabonin, not a lot, a little bit of exertion. That's the problem, achalamay exertion. So normally you can't really exert yourself at all, but since you're going to lose a lot of money, we allow the exertion. Right, the determination as to which activities to verda achalamoyd and which permit was made by the rabbis based on the amount of exertion involved, plus, plus, it depending on the, if you're going to cause a financial loss. So I can understand why I'm allowed to irrigate my field, because the only problem of irrigating, there's no iser to irrigate land per se. It has nothing to do with irrigating the land. It's the exertion. I can't work on Cholamoy. But since it's going to be a financial loss, and it's not that much exertion, we allow it. That's fine. That's not germane. Here's the point. Ella Shviz. Now let's talk about Shviz. Okay, now we got an interesting question. 
right, now, what are you allowed to do in a Shemitah year? What are you not allowed to do in a Shemitah year? Are you allowed to plant in a Shemitah year? No. No. Are you allowed to plow in a Shemitah year? No. No. So now both rabbis who say that watering is either a subsidiary of planting or it's a subsidiary of plowing. I shouldn't do it. So according to both of them, you shouldn't be able to do it. So the Mishnah seems to be a question on both of them. Whether you're the one who says that watering is Mishum Sarei because of planting, or whether you say it's because of plowing, but one thing we know for sure, who allowed sowing or planting in a Shemitah year? Because look what it says. It says in one place in a Shemitah year, you can't plant your field. And plowing, it's an earlier part in the Torah. It says, Becharish ubekatsir tishbos. You shall, plowing and harvesting, you shall desist. Now, even though that Pusik, the simple meaning is about Shabbos, but we'll see in a couple weeks, Rabbi Akiva says it's also referring to Shemitah. We'll wait till we get there. But both acts are forbidden. Doraisa. Doraisa, you can't plant. Doraisa, you can't plow. So how does the Mishnah say that you're able to water on Shemitah year? It's a problem. Big problem. So what are we going to answer? And there's no other opinion. In other words, it's not like there's a third opinion that says that watering isn't planting and it isn't plowing. No, it's either one or the other. Either way, we got a problem. So now we have to come on to one of two possible answers. First question is, in the times of the Gemara already, was Shviyas, Shemitah, a biblical mitzvah? Or was it already reduced to a rabbinic mitzvah? In the Bible? In the times of the Talmud. Temple was destroyed. Lots of people were not in the land of Israel. And the laws of Shemitah, were they biblical? So we're going to see it's rabbinic. So what does it mean when it's rabbinic? You always got to go back to what it means when it's rabbinic. When it's rabbinic means God says there's no law of Shemitah. Finished. There's no The rabbis say we agree, but we want people to remember the law. So since the rabbis told us to remember, they have the jurisdiction to say how far we have to remember. You follow? Since they're ready, since the Hashem says there's no mitzvah at all, forget it. Rabbi said, if we're going to say there's no mitzvah, all, when Mashiach comes, someone's going to know that there's a mitzvah. So we 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 say it's got to be, but it really isn't. So once the rabbis are throwing on this stringency, they can say how far we want to go. In other words, yes, we want people to know it's shemitah, but how many restrictions we can relax some? Because the main point is we want to remember the law. So Abaye gives this answer. We're talking about Shemitah nowadays and Verebihi. And according to Rebbe, who holds that Shemitah nowadays is rabbinic. And since it's rabbinic, the rabbis can relax how stringent. Actual plowing they won't allow nowadays. Actual seeding they won't allow. But watering, that's already a sub. Uh, division of that. That far they don't go. Titania, how do we know all this? Because Rebbe says in a Brisa, Rebbe Omer, Vizeh, it's a Pusuk says like this, Vizeh Devar Hashmita Shamot. 
And this is the matter. Shmita literally means to relinquish. So, and this is the matter of the relinquishment. Relinquish. Second double expression. Now, look at what it says. It says a lot of thing over here. And this is the matter of the relinquishment. Every creditor shall relinquish that which he has a claim on his fellow man. He may not press his fellow or his brother for payment, for relinquishment has been proclaimed unto Hashem. Now we're mixing in two things over here. We're mixing in letting the land lay fallow and absolving all debts. The Hebrew, in the Hebrew context, there's two words right after the other. Hashmita and then Shema. So Revi expounds like this. The Torah is speaking about two relinquishments. One is the relinquishment of the land. And one is the relinquishment of the money. And now we say the following. When we relinquish land, they're tied together. Then we relinquish monies. And in times when you don't relinquish the land, you don't relinquish the money. So Rebbe holds that the Shemitah laws pertain to the land only when Yovel laws apply. Since Yovel laws do not apply nowadays, because the majority of the Jewish nation is not settled in Israel, neither do the Shemitah laws apply. Furthermore, Rebbe teaches that the Torah's comparison of the two relinquishments indicates a requirement to relinquish debts applies only in the time that the laws of Shemitah apply to the land. At any rate, what do you see from the words at the time that you do not relinquish land, that there's a time when there's no biblical obligation to desist, and that's nowadays. So therefore, very good. Our Mishnah is speaking according to Rebbe, who says nowadays it's only rabbinic, and only rabbinic, the rabbis can decide how strict we want to be about it. So that's not a problem. That's answer number one. That is Abaye's answer. Rava says another answer. Remember, it's a machlokas. Rebbe says it's only rabbinic nowadays. The rabbis say it's biblical nowadays. So Rava, Rava said, I can even answer the question, even according to the rabbis, who hold that Shemitah is biblical, I, if that's the case, how could you be watering it? So guess what? The Torah only prohibited primary malachas, but not subsidiary malachas. He's going to hold, avos asarach mana, primary labors the Torah prohibited. As it says, thou shalt not plant. That's a primary malacha. Thou shalt not uh, what do you Plow. call it? Plow. Uh, uh, Plow. Plow. Primary malacha. Only primary malachas are usser doraisa, but subsidiary malachas are not. Going up to the next page, Gimel Amad Aleph. Toldos lo usser rachmana. But the secondary labors, the Torah did not prohibit. Only those labors that were necessary for the construction of Mishkan. And are therefore considered avos malachas for the Shabbos, like plowing and reaping, are not allowed in the, by the Torah during Shemitah. But those actions for Shabbos that are toledos, which are not allowed to do on Shabbos, but they're not biblically forbidden for Shemitah. Why? How does he know this? Because what does it say in the Torah? Ubashona hashvis in the seventh year, Shabbos, Shabbos, and the Sabbath of seven year, Lawrence. Sadcha lo sisra. 
you shall not what you shall not sow the field keep reading on and your vineyard you shall not prune the aftergrowth of your harvest shall not reap and the grapes you shall set aside for yourself now interesting it said what planting and pruning michti let's see smira isn't pruning bichlausria isn't it part of planting ubitsira and and plucking off grapes isn't it bechlal ketsira? Isn't that part of harvesting? It mentions two uh, avos and two tolados. Why do the Torah, if you tell me the av, why do you have to tell me the tolada? If you just say you can't plant and you can't harvest, why do I get to say you can't prune and you can't pluck off? Remember the Torah is telling us, only these two tolados are usher during a Shemitah year. But for others, you're not chayiv. In other words, he's saying like this, that you could say really the second answer is really saying that Shemitah is even Doraisa nowadays. But only two Toledos are not allowed on Shemitah. That's what the Torah says. You can't, you can't plant, you can't harvest, you can't prune, which is a Toleda of, har- of planting, you can't pluck off grapes, a Toleda of harvesting, those are the only two Toledas the Torah said you can't do. Why did the Torah single them out? If all Toledas are usher, don't say any. We just know it's usher like that. But if you picked out two, it's only those two. The other ones are okay. Therefore, watering is a Toleda. Therefore, it is okay. Okay, so two answers. There's going to be a question on this coming up tomorrow. All right. Excellent day.